0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campese, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the grounds crew in 91 worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, (laughs) He rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, And between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Believe. It's the draft recap episode, Browns backers with Chuck Campisi and Tony Dick. We got our bets down. Did we have Greg Newsom in the first round? I don't know. Did we have JOK in the second round? I don't know. But Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. I'm just gonna say, a guy who grew up in Medina you can guess which horse he bet on for the Kentucky Derby. So Derby Day, good day. Head to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Tony, what do you have for the Browns? draft grade overall everybody seemed to love it where are you
0: uh you know i
1: well f- first
0: i'm gonna start off by i i hate giving i hate i hate this process right you, you know you, you got, you're giving a grade to guys who have not even put on a uniform and play but i think just when when we look at the talent uh you, you know in the body of work from you know their time in college uh i i give us an a minus um not willing to give an A because I, I think I, – I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not big on that. I mean, anybody who's taking my class will know that. I, yeah, uh, <laughs> Not I, an easy grader. Yeah, not an easy grader. Not give me A-minus only because you want to leave a little bit of wiggle room, uh, you, you know, just because we're not sure how they're going to pan out on the field. But, I mean, the, the the as far as sticking to the process and doing exactly what they said they were going to do, that would be an A-plus because I think Barry um, – we didn't reach at all on any of our picks. I mean, I, I feel like we uh, we 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 just stuck to that what we said uh, you, you know earlier that you just take the best player available, plug him in, and we were in a position to do that, and I think we did that. and I like the look of this team coming out of this draft. I mean, I don't think there's um you know we still have some holes that need to be filled on defense but still uh, nowhere near the holes that we had at the end of last season. I mean, and, and, and you know, that was a team that was, you know, one game away from, uh, you know, doing something special. And, um, you know, I,
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I would agree. And I think, you know, when I want to look at this draft, I, I want to look at those first two picks, right? Those are the really ever the only guys that you can say, these guys are going to make the team, right? There's there's not many times where your first or your second round draft pick doesn't make the squad. Your third round pick usually makes the team, but there are times where that pick does not make the team. So from my standpoint, you're looking at, hey, Greg Newsome at 26 and then 26 picks later, right? You get JOK. I think everybody was over the moon for the JOK pick. Right, not that they weren't happy with the Greg Newsom pick, but Greg Newsom was hey a guy slated to go in that range, and so it was a it was a solid pick, and everybody was like, yes, we got a cornerback that can contribute right away. The JOK pick, everybody had him up where we took Greg Newsom, so that's where that pick kind of stood out. But there's always that factor of hey, maybe there's a reason a guy slid. I can't necessarily figure out what that reason was for a guy that produced at the level that he did and that has kind of the athletic ability that he has because it's not like you know he was the system and everything gets funneled to that role I mean he was all over the map making plays for that Notre Dame defense
0: yeah well you know I'm, I'm reading that you know I, I I guess pre-draft there was um you know kind of a I'm going to put it in the rumor category because I don't know if it's really been you know confirmed to be a problem. But I heard that uh, you know there was rumors that he had a heart issue and and you know that was detected uh, through his medical stuff. But I, I mean, I you know I don't know. Everybody everybody's got things, right? I guess I <laughs> I, I don't know, and it's just. It, I mean, certainly his heart didn't seem to be a factor, like you said, when he was running all over the field for Notre Dame. Um, you know, I myself, having a, I've got a, I've got a, what they call a leaky valve um, in my heart. I've had that ever since I was a kid. I mean, I, you know, for as much as we're scrutinizing these players, um, you know, clearly I don't think it was that big of an issue. If it was, I, I find it very hard to believe that the Browns were going to roll the dice when they when there were so many other people they could have taken. Um, they're not going to roll the dice on that with a pick that high when, when we're this close to being where we need to be. So, I, I, you know, and who knows? You know, I'm not saying it was, but it might have been us that leaked that rumor. <laughs> I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. Andrew and Barry sliding that one <laughs> in there. Yeah, like, yes. yeah, I
1: heard this guy's uh, heart's got problems. Uh. <laughs> but,
0: uh, but, hey, I, you know, I, I think the fact that so many of my friends were salty that we didn't take him in the first round, and then we ended up being able to get him in the second round. I, like I said, that to me is just um, that was know.
1: literally draft day. The movie, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, uh, honestly, yeah. is it? It like kind of played out almost like that, where it's like, oh yeah, that's kind of the guy we really want. But you know, we're going to be able to get him where we want him, and we're going to be able to get this other stuff too. Like, yeah. and it was you know to have JOK and Greg Newsom and, and spots that I think quarterback was maybe less of a need. Then, then that linebacking core needed to be shored up, but I still think it's not like our cornerback situation was, no. you know, completely and fully solid and perfect. And again, with the way teams pass today, and that's where I get a little bit of some of the JOK. Where well, he's not our traditional linebacker; he's a little tiny, you know, and and maybe he's a hybrid safety. Yeah, okay. Have you seen today's NFL? Yeah. Do you not want a linebacker that's maybe kind of a hybrid safety that can move like a a, a yeah. strong safety and hit like a linebacker? Uh, that sounds like the perfect player, in my opinion, for today's NFL offenses to potentially stop.
0: Yeah, well, especially in our division. I mean, we've got uh, you know we've got some teams in our division that love to use tight end play and uh, to be able to have somebody that's going to be fast enough uh, to cover a tight end yet can hit a tight end and knock them down. Uh, yeah. You know,
1: I, I think I think we're quick enough there. to catch a guy like Lamar Jackson, yeah. right? I mean, and he's coming out. If, if there's some kind of, right, you're doing some read options, he's not getting by JOK. You know, no. he might be getting by some other guys that, that were there. So before we get further on, support for our broadcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. Tony, I use it for uh, you know a little bit of the the rehab, a little bit of the pain relief to a certain extent from the CBD. So that immune health, that 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 sleep, it really helps me uh, with those things. Just Live, founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez, because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and could stand behind. Right now, if you buy one of their gummy products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from, and instead of choosing just one, visit justlive.com and use code SUPPORT to buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free of the new gummies with code SUPPORT at justlive.com. That's buy one, get one free at justlive.com. Use code SUPPORT. And they're vegan, Tony. They're vegan. That's important. Aren't all gummies vegan? I don't know. I don't know. No idea. No idea. All right. So moving on in the draft, right? I think everybody was pretty ecstatic with those first two picks. We'll group them here. What did you think of picks three and four? So you got Anthony Swartz coming out of Auburn. And then you have James Hudson coming out of Cincinnati. You got a wide receiver and a tackle. Positions of, you know, I'm not going to say necessarily need. But, again, depth is always a concern for any well, any uh, roster. Well, no, I I wouldn't say it's not – I mean, I wouldn't say
0: it's not a position of need because here's the deal. As great as our offense was last year, I mean, there were times where we could not close the deal because of our offense. And, and, and I think when you bring in a guy like Hutz, uh, uh, Schwartz, I, I mean, um, you know, he's just – he's a speed demon. And we don't know, I mean – Like I said, we have no idea what OBJ, if he's going to come back, be 100%, if he's going to come back, stay with the team. I mean, so you you have to have some insurance that, hey, we need somebody that's going to be able to stretch the field. And I think Schwartz, with his speed, he certainly fits that bill. And I think, you know, okay, let's say we keep OBJ and we have Schwartz and we have Jarvis Landry. Now, all of a sudden, who the hell are you gonna who are you gonna put your top guys on i mean we can we can do all kinds of stuff with that so for us you know if we can keep getting first downs it may alleviate some of the pressure on the defense to where you know they're not coming out there right away and um and i think it's, it's so that goes back to what we said taking best player available and i think if you can get schwartz you know at 91 with just his speed and ability that was a that was a good place to get him and um you know, bolstering the line with, with, with uh, Hudson. I mean, um, I think that's one where, um, I mean, we needed some depth. I mean, you know, we had a great starting line, but the reality is, um, you know, you never know when people are going to go down. We had lamb was pretty uh, reliable and, and he's not with us anymore. So, I mean, we, you know, to say it's uh, you know not a need yeah it would have been great to get maybe uh, another edge guy or something there but at the same time once again if you don't have depth on that offensive line um you having all these weapons doesn't matter right i mean if it, you know if Baker can't can't have time to make his reads and, and make the play so i don't know i li- i like that one i like hudson's good size uh I, I think it was it was a pretty pretty good pickup and and it gives us the depth we need especially um you know like I said an offensive line that's not old but they're a year older um and then we did have some problems with injuries last year and you know with COVID still lingering around you don't even need to get injured you just need to you know cough or (laughs) have a runny nose and, and you're out for 10 days but so I don't know. I, I, I thought we did really well. Once again, stuck to that, stuck to that. Take the best player available. And I wanted to point out too, you know, not not to go back, but you know, when, when you talk about Newsome, it's funny because we didn't even didn't even when we were making our predictions two weeks ago, didn't even mention Newsom DB wise, because he I mean, just on all the mocks, he wasn't gonna be available. And, and and you know, that's just one of those things too, where point that out. Um I know we were looking at the CBS, um, you know, their mock. I think they had, uh, you, you know, JOK uh, the going uh, two picks after our pick. And then so for us to get a, a full round later, I mean, I think in that draft they had us t- uh, taking the linebacker out of LSU, you know. And and we ended up with a much better, not that it was bad, but a much better upgrade, um, you know, so – I don't know, just wanted to throw that out there, right?
1: No, and it's, it's part of the process, right? I mean, you're looking at it, hey, these are the guys that uh, you need to bring in. And I think, hey, you get two guys, you thought you might have been able to get one of those in the first two rounds. You To be able to get two of them yeah. is is amazing. And then a guy like Schwartz, I think, I w- I'm going to be interested to see if, you know, has some of that, you know, kind of sweep, Potential as well, got a lot of those types of plays while he was at Auburn. Obviously, from the receiver standpoint, I'm gonna be interested to see if they're gonna use him on kick returns as well because the Browns kick return game, both the the the, the kickoff return was just about average in the NFL mm-hmm. last year. I think they were about 18 or 19. But the punt return, um, you know, bottom bottom tier of the NFL in you know, bottom quarter of the NFL in terms of production below average. If maybe you can use that speed in those spaces as well, even if he's not perfectly polished as a receiver, right? That's where that track speed can really show up. That's where that just straight out raw, find a hole, hit it, go potential. I think has some solid, solid value to this Browns team because they were not great in those roles last year, and if you can get a guy that has some burner ability to be able to to hit those just hey once or twice a year you get a great return. That's that's game changers yep. for those games. Well, and- well,
0: well, and I think not not just with him, but I think with uh, the the safety we got. And the, I know we're, we're getting to that round next, but uh, you know that account from uh, Georgia. I mean, he he's a kick. He was a kick returner for Georgia, so I think. You know, it's, it's great. You're picking up these pieces that are filling holes, but you're also creating competition in other areas. And if we have a, a competition for kick returner, you know, in special teams, that's going to hopefully bode well for us. Um, because that, that is, you know, special teams was an area that was not um, one of our strongest suits last year. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, Tony, before we get to our second fourth round pick and then our first fifth round pick before then we hit our second fifth round pick in our sixth round pick uh we got the canons tony how are you enjoying your canons i know we both know now got canons uh rocking the sunglasses for the hopefully approaching summer
0: yeah i mean uh you know for me uh being a being a glasses wear contact wearer who was forced back into his glasses thanks to covid and now i'm back into my contacts i can't take these things off i, I mean it uh it it just keeps me from squinting half the time i felt like uh you know you know sunny as it gets here um it, it, when, when the sun does pop out you're not used to it and and you need something <laughs> to kind of kind of help and uh i can't i can't they're best sunglasses i've ever had and i haven't lost them yet either so that's usually my thing with my
1: sunglasses yeah, i don't know if that's them or that's just you being you know responsible now so i, got, I don't we can't we them. guys we can't make that claim is that you won't lose them but yeah. you won't want to lose them it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanan. Canon. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity they're made with japanese optics that make their lenses clearer lighter and stronger and also. Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code Kanancast15 at kanan.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's Kanancast, K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5 Kanan. Clearly better. So Tony, we mentioned you know, some picks coming up here. Right, I didn't necessarily touch too much on James Hudson, but I, I think the depth at, at tackle is something you always need. Seems like a guy that might be able to slide into uh, a guard role as well could kind of be one of those swing offensive linemen for you. Uh, if he, you know, especially in those rookie years, you have a lot of those young guys slide into some of those roles. That could be a valuable pick for us. I have no problem ever adding depth to an offensive or defensive line. Moving into defensive line, Right, the fourth-round pick, the second fourth-round pick, Tommy Tongai from Ohio State. And then our fifth-round pick, first fifth-round pick, linebacker Tony Fields, the second from West Virginia. What do you think uh, the big guy from Pocatello, Idaho, and uh, <laughs> Fields from uh, West Virginia?
0: Well, you know, well, Fields, I, I think the big thing is, uh, you, you know, he's played for two big programs. I mean, coming from Arizona and then transferring over to, to West Virginia, I mean, uh, he, he's been able to play, you know, a couple different schemes, couple different schools, uh, fast kid all over the field, tons of tackles. I think, what, would he have 200 and, uh, I was looking at the numbers here, 280, 287 tackles at Arizona. I mean, gee, many Christmas. Uh, 88 last season. Yeah, I mean, that's. So big stuff there, and then uh, you, you know, with Tommy, uh, you, you know, we definitely now. now I've heard there's uh, you know uh, rumblings that maybe Richardson might be able to return to the team. Uh, I, I don't know. But, yeah, you got you can't plan you, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it, we and even if Sheldon does return, great. Now we got depth there. Yeah, because um, he's you, not you know, playing every snap. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, so I I think it's just one of those things where you know you throw throw him in there with that kind of. Um, you know, I don't want to say unproven, but it's still like a young group. You, you know, Jackson Billings, Elliot. It's always good to have one more body in there. And he went to Ohio State, so we know that he is. uh, He's he's been on a quality program before, <laughs> and uh, we know he's a winner. Um, Just you knows how to does those big games. For- yeah, oh, well, oh. now you got to get to the big game. To lose oh. it, so All right, so no, I, I think excellent once again. Best available at that position adds. It's either going to add a starter or add depth. One of the two, and I think you know the beautiful thing is we, we went from no linebackers at all to now having you know some competition at linebacker, which is um, something that we've certainly been lacking.
1: Well, I think yeah. I mean, I think the way you look at Barry constructing this roster right now, you're almost seeing probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess right now easily 60% of our downs are going to be played in the nickel yeah. next year. So you don't need the three linebackers. You just need the two. So even having – that adds levels of competition to that as well because those guys are going to want to be on the field at all times. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, Fields has shown that, yeah, he can make a difference. I mean, the, just the the way he's covered the field – the i mean you mentioned the number of tackles i mean he had 88 just in his senior year here you know 9.8 a game <laughs> you know for for west virginia that's a guy that's reading reacting and making plays he might not be the fastest guy but he seems like a guy that can anticipate where things are going based on everything i've seen and heard and so That's hey, you know what? Sometimes you're not going to be the most elite athlete, and you know what? When you're picking in the fifth round, that's that's what you're anticipating. There's got to be some little deficiency, hey. But if you're able to read that offense, know where they're going, study that playbook, study that system, and make the plays on Sundays, that's all I care about. And then Tommy, I think you you hit the nail on the head there. Sheldon Richardson may come back, but guess what? He's not on the roster right now. It's not that he's hurt. It's not that he's recovering. He's not on the roster right now. Yeah. And until that happens, you can't pencil him in for anything.
0: Well, and, and if Sheldon decides to come back, you know, the beauty, and this is maybe something that not everybody's thinking about is, you know, the beauty of it is, okay, Sheldon, we'd love to have you back on the team. and we go to negotiate your deal, the reality is we got somebody plugged in there. So, you know, it's not like he's coming back and we don't, you know, we never filled that void. Now we've got someone there, so it helps you when it comes to negotiations. Uh, I mean, the cupboards aren't bare. We've we've got somebody here, so we'd love to have you, uh, but it's got to be at the right price. And I, I think I think it's you know I I think it's going to happen because I think Sheldon Richardson loves uh, and, and wants to be a part of what we've created here, and he'd like to see it through. He's that kind of player. Um, but as you said, you, you know, you know, who knows? You know, somebody throws him a bag of dough, uh, that might change an entire line of thinking. So,
1: Well, that's the thing, right? You don't know what any other team's going to do, what they were or were not able to do from uh, a free agency or a draft standpoint, where maybe they were thinking, hey, we might be able to get a tackle in the draft, so we're not going to go after Richardson right now. Maybe they didn't fall the way they wanted to, so now they, they want it, and, and they're going to be willing to give them a little more dough than the Browns. Mm-hmm. Hey, it wouldn't be the first time a guy left for a little bit of extra coin, so you can't you can't bank on anybody that's not on your roster right now being on your roster on opening day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know. So, all right, Tony, we're sliding into our last two picks of the draft: Richard LeCount, the third from Georgia, safety, and Demetric Felton, UCLA, running back, quick hitters. What do you got?
0: Well, you, you know, with with Felton, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to. Uh... I'll go back to some of the the mocks that were out there. I mean, there was a lot of them that had him going high in the fourth round. And, you know, for us to be able to get him in the fifth, the fact that not only can he play safety, but he can help on special teams is huge. And uh, I I think for where we got him at 169 overall, I mean, what the hell? He's a nice tool to have in the toolbox, man. I mean, you know, so I definitely can't complain on that one. Uh, Like like I said,
1: uh, I think he really got hurt by the shortened Pac-12 season this year. I mean, oh. just the guy that exploded in the, in the games he had, but didn't have the number of games and wasn't quite as great his junior year, but mm-hmm. he was a wide receiver technically that yeah. year. Like, they were using him in that hybrid role where last year they almost exclusively had him in the running back role and just really lit it up. So I think a guy... That is he's going to add tremendous value to this team. And the Browns got a steal, I think, largely due to COVID for mm-hmm. this one. I think he's going to be able to come in and contribute. And you're, people are sitting there looking, who's no, taking carries away from Chubb and uh, Hunt? Well, you know what? There's going to be some times, hopefully, late in games where we don't yeah. want Chubb and Hunt in there. And we yeah. want somebody that's going to be able to, to move the ball to make a difference.
0: Yeah, and we said it two weeks ago. We're not play- we're not planning for a sixteen game season. We're planning for a twenty game season. I-, I mean, you're going to need legs in there. I, I mean, it- it- you know, it- you're not going to be running Nick Chubb, you, you know, exclusively. I mean, it- you- you're going to want to rotate people in. And I think, I mean, he's certainly someone too. I mean, heck, you can you can throw him out as a wide receiver. And uh, I mean, you can use them in multiple locations. I mean, you're fine with them. But yeah, we're we're not playing a 16 game season this year. Yeah. It's a 20 game season. If we if we want to get to where where we want to go, it's going to take 20 games. And and you can't just rely on Chubb and Hunt to get it done. And, and you know, it, it, I, I I don't know. I, I know the De, the uh, he did he did well when when called upon. I mean, last year, but he. wasn't lights out. Yeah, I mean,
1: the one really great game and then was kind of...
0: Serviceable. Yeah. And we we need something more than that because, God forbid, if something happens to to Chubb and Hunt now, you don't have to. I mean, you've got to have something, um, you know, at that third spot where you're not having a tremendous drop-off if one or two go down. So, I think great pickup, man. I I mean, that'll that'll be be fun to watch him. I think, you know, problem two is, uh, you know, being at UCLA, I, I... like once again, he's another one who was projected, um, higher. I think I want to say, what was the one mock I uh, the one mock I saw they had uh, they had the uh, the Patriots taking him, and I want to say they had the Patriots taking him in the in in the fourth round.
1: Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They had him
0: taken at one twenty two in the fourth round. I mean, so for us to to to, to get him where we got him. Um, Round six, I mean that's yeah, pretty good deal. And and for the versatility, um, once again, that's a a perfect example of just taking the best athlete available at that spot, and he's he fits that bill. So
1: yeah, and 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 exactly what I said about Felton, I think, I think the safety out of Georgia, there, I think a lot of the same stuff is, you know, didn't get all the games in, you know, due to some issues. Still was, (laughs) you know. First team, all SEC, uh, you know, so you're looking at a guy that put up the numbers when he was in there, you know, played five games, had three interceptions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I think he would have gone higher had he participated in more games. And I'm just thinking, man, this is a guy that's going to be able to contribute as well. And then especially with you got a little bit of, you know, you don't know what you're going to get in Delpit, right, because he's yeah. coming back off an of injury as well. So you want to see where these guys slot in, and, and you're taking that shot on a guy that has shown some talent and some promise, and, and hoping that hey, but you know what, a little bit of a not perfect year, and we're going to be able to capitalize on that because of some of the issues that were just surrounding COVID and not necessarily within the players' control. I- I'm happy with, mm-hmm. I'm happy with this draft. I think the two that I you know, it's funny, if, if I'm looking at this, I think probably Tony Fields, to me, is the longest shot to potentially make the roster. I think everybody else definitely makes this roster. Yeah. For 2021. That,
0: which would be amazing, because, I, I mean, like I said, you're joining the roster of a team that was a playoff. <laughs> I mean, you know, um,
1: I don't know. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So let's we'll wrap up here, Tony. What about what, how was your draft experience this year? I know you were out at Firestone with the NFL alumni. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So the event the event we worked was uh, is the NFL Alumni Association. Uh, uh, they were uh, raising money for their Player Care Fund. Um, you know, to uh, assist former players who are in need, whether it's a medical or just general. Um, you know, finances. Um, so it, it, tremendous event going to a tremendous, uh, charity. we, and we were at a tremendous venue. We were at uh, Firestone <laughs> country club playing both the North and South course. Uh, if you played the North on one day, you flipped and played the South the next and vice versa. And, um, just an amazing time. Great to be around some, some great athletes. So I'm not just NFL players. I know Charles Oakley, John Starks came out and joined us. Um, it was just good. Good, good to be around people. Good to be around, uh, you know, a, a sport, you know, golf and, uh, good to be outside. Good to not have a mask on. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. It, you know, and then we had a watch party, um, you know, Thursday night. And it was just, once again, it was just fun to be around fans talking football and, and getting into the game. I mean, to me, um, you know, I just can't get enough football. Uh, and, uh, so to, to know that hey we're we're this much closer to mini camps which means we're that much closer to summer camp which means yeah. we you know it's going to be here before you know it was awesome and a uh, great experience for our, our students um to network and uh, you know Dave Baker from the pro football hall of fame uh, came up the road from Canton and uh spent some time talking with the players just a, a tremendous opportunity there to to be around a guy who truly gets I mean, to say he's a people person is, uh, you know, that's a a gross uh, understatement. Uh, Just an amazing guy. So it was, it was awesome. I, I, you know, could not complain. You know, I I didn't get an opportunity to get down. I'm a little little bit sad about that. I didn't get an opportunity to get downtown to see the setup there. But everything I heard about um, that setup and how it went off, uh, it was just over the top and an awesome opportunity for Cleveland to let the world know. just how special this place is. I mean, yeah, it would have been great if it was sunny 70 in no COVID. I think you probably would have seen a mob scene that would have made Nashville.
1: I mean, I was down there on Saturday and it was, it was crowded and, uh, you know, there could have been some, I'll be honest. It could have been some better signage. So shall we say, uh, but I mean, had a blast with the girls. Was out there, you know, for you know a good four or five hours, just hanging out and, and checking out the stuff, running through the drills, and had them doing all the stuff. Um, you know, Joy smacked some kid in the face with a ball, <laughs> so she kicked it. It hit the upright, bounced back, and then smacked some kid right in the face. Um, and then, uh, but it was it was fun, and and there were a ton of people out, and and great display for the city great job by you know the folks destination cleveland greater cleveland sports commission just really rocked it from that standpoint and, and put on one hell of an event and yeah if it would have been no covid uh restrictions on anything that place would have been I don't even know if I would have wanted to go down there on a saturday because it would have been $9000 to park And it would have been uh, literally shoulder to shoulder. And it was pretty crowded as is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's always, always great for Cleveland to have an opportunity to let the world in on our little secret. Uh, I mean, that this is uh, is a great place to live, great place to be. Um, Just amazing sports fans. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
1: I uh, I mean, you see all the articles, you know, when the when the NBA finals were here several times, obviously, when when the World Series was here, when the RNC was here, when uh, the MLB All-Star game was here, you always see those articles in the other newspapers like, oh, man, I never knew Cleveland was like this or, you know, I think the Athletic did a piece on it, too. And then he had somebody from ESPN do a piece on it and, and then it'll be. Same thing again next year when the NBA drafts here. You know, all those folks coming and being like, oh my God, I didn't know Cleveland was so great. And it's like, yeah, it's not 1972 anymore. Yeah,
0: our river's not up there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, but no. So I would say overall, you know, if I'm giving an A minus for the draft, I'm giving, I'm going to go ahead and give an A minus, you know, the minus for the signage uh, to to the city, (laughs) Cleveland for the draft. and, And I'm just, I'm proud of the fact that we were able to pull it off. I know people were sweating, people not going down because of the bad weather or the uh, you, you know the the feeling that there may be covid restrictions. I think all that stuff it didn't matter. Like none of that stuff mattered. I think um you know which is awesome. Good deal.
1: Now, the city showed up, man. It was it was awesome. It was great. So yeah. Kudos, I wasn't, kudos wasn't, to the front office and kudos to the city.
0: Yeah, a little sad it wasn't sunny because I was really, um, I, you know, I was really hoping to rock my uh, cane on. Uh, Saturday, my, my, I had them on on my matte black I had, I
1: had, I should have put some sunscreen on on Saturday. it, yeah. it was it was surprisingly sunny on Saturday. Uh, you know, Thursday and and Friday were you know not exactly the greatest yeah. of weather show. We well say.
0: It, it absolutely well, you know, the last hour and a half of golf at Firestone it absolutely absolutely poured but the funny thing is not a single people person left the course because we were golfing <laughs> at Firestone and who's going to leave that opportunity. So yeah, all around good time and um just look forward to the, you know, the draft returning here in uh, twenty thirty two. You know, like, <laughs> I hope we're still around. <laughs> so yeah. great, great stuff.
1: That'll be great. That'll be great. We just need our Super Bowl now, right? Which is oh, yeah. Never going to happen, but that's okay. We can we can yeah. hope and pray. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. It's believe in the Browns. We'll talk to you later. Job sure. check. Sure.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.